Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer. This is episode 110. It's the last one of the year. So, of course, we're going to talk about reflection. We love reflection and project-based learning. Uh, Magnify Learning, we push reflection a lot. And a lot of it comes around this John Maxwell quote that I heard years ago, that experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. You can go through the school of hard knocks. You can do the wrong thing over and over and over and over again and never learn from it. But if you take the time out to reflect on it, now you can learn from that experience. If you don't take the time to reflect and you're a leader that's just on the hamster wheel of school, one, you're going to burn out. And two, you might not be getting better. And that's not okay. You're working too hard to not be getting better not getting better results. So we're going to take time out to reflect today. Before we do that, I just want to thank you for listening. And would you share this in the new year with three people? Share the PBL Simplified podcast with three people. And what happens when you do that? Yes, I appreciate it, of course, as we spread the message. But as you share great resources, you become known as a person that shares great resources. So don't hide those resources for yourself. Share those. And I know you're not trying to hide them on purpose, but take the time. It takes a little extra time. Just hit that share button. Send it out to three people that you think might benefit. Even if they don't listen, they're still going to see you as a generous person that wants to help them and wants to give out resources. So take the time to do that today. As we look at reflecting on the year, there's two different ways I want to do that. One is more of a traditional way, and that's looking back. So, looking back on this last year, and you could do a full calendar year, or you can just do your semester. I think however you want to do that. A little interesting with us here in education that sometimes our year is broken up, and we get this new start in January, but it's second semester, so we're, we're halfway there, right? So, you might just look at your school start, and what are some highlights? What are some highlights that you've had here at school? What are some highlights that you've had personally? And just start to write those down. And again, write them down. You're, you, maybe you're in the car, or you're walking the dog right now, or you're running. So you can't do it right now. You can think about it now. I'm really going to encourage you to take that deep work time. Take a little bit of time away from family. I know you've got your time off. But time off or doing nothing does not always equal rest. In fact, I would say it does not equal rest. When we just do nothing, you're not resting. We need to have some some active rest. I'm not saying that you need to be super busy 
but take the time to do some things to build up your tank again. One of those is to have a highlight reel or a gratefulness journal. I do a gratefulness journal. I put three bullet points in a gratefulness journal every night, sometimes more, but usually I my default is three because otherwise, and I do bullet points because otherwise you think your journal has to be this big flowing thing that your great grandkids are going to read and your first entry is wonderful and flowery and filled with adjectives and then you stop. At least that's my experience. I have many unfilled journals. So the gratitude journal of three bullet points really works for me. Sometimes I go through, we're going to do this in a second, and I go through people in my life and just what I'm grateful for. I go through my kids, my wife. What am I grateful for today um, with them? So what are the highlights from this last year? And I'm again, I'm going to encourage you to write them down so you have that bank. And then what are the people that are in your life that you're grateful for? Who are they? You know, is it your assistant principal? Is it a coach? Are there some teacher leaders? They're just like, wow, this year went better because they were in my life, because they're a part of the team. And write those down. And with the people, I'm going to push you to go one more step and tell them. Right? Send them a note, but also just tell them like, hey, I was reflecting on the year and you know, I really appreciated when you stood up in that meeting and, and really supported this work. I really appreciated that you were in the first ones to try project-based learning, to try an entry event, to bring in a community partner. That's a big deal. I really appreciate that. I appreciate that you're on the journey with me, right? That you're reading books and you're pushing my thinking. Thank you for giving me feedback. Go tell those people. And it's a great leadership move, right? Because you're, you're building up your people, but it's also really good for you. And you've got to be doing things that are good for you. When you're filling up a gratitude journal, when you're going to purposely uh, tell people the great things that they're doing, you become a person that's grateful. You're doing the things that that person that you want to do. And it's kind of a James Clear uh, tactic of, you know, what would a grateful person do right now? I want to be grateful. I want to be gracious. What would a grateful person do? Well, they would send somebody a text that says, hey, I really appreciate you. They'd send a note. They'd talk to them. That's what you would do. And you become that grateful person. You're doing grateful things. And what I found is that it boosts you. It really starts to encourage you. You're surrounded by people that are for you. They're for your vision. They're grateful that you're there. And sometimes we can miss that as high-flying leaders because we're always setting goals like we did at the beginning of the month. And then we're measuring ourselves of if we've met those goals or not. Did we meet that goal? Well, more than likely you didn't because you're a high flyer and you set really great goals. But what if you got 80% there? Is that a failure? No, like you're you're 80% farther than you would have been if you hadn't set that goal. So Dan Sullivan has a great book called The Gap, not the measure the gain, not the gap. So the idea is when we set goals, we often look at it and say, oh, I, w- I missed it by 20%. Or I was almost there. And then we focus on the lack, the missing portion, the part where we didn't measure up and we missed it. That's the gap. What you want to focus on is the gain. You set this big, passionate goal. You got 80% of the way, way there. Look at how much farther you came than if you hadn't set that goal. That's the gain, right? You, you've got this big PBL goal. You want to be a PBL model school. 
You want to have community partners in there. You want to have student-centered classrooms. You want to be doing PBL to Fidelity. And one of your grade levels launched a PBL that was not authentic. It was a scenario project. It was did not really involve real community members. The kids didn't solve a real problem. Man, I can't believe we missed that. What do we do? That's the lack. That's the gap. Because you want to be so much farther. The gain is your teachers are using PBL language. They had an entry event. They had need-to-knows. Your kids gave need-to-knows. The learners did. They gave need-to-knows, which means they were participating. They were actually asking questions. There was true inquiry in that classroom. That's the gain. Like, sure, they weren't totally implemented to fidelity, but look at the gains they've made. And then, of course, you continue working. You say, well, man, they've made some gains, and you go and tell them that. And you guys have made some great gains. Your Your kids had some great inquiry. And then you can open up PBL Advanced. And because they've seen the gains, they'll want to go to PBL Advanced and their practice will get better. The quality of the PBLs will go up. The rigor goes up. The community partners goes up. The authenticity goes up. But you focus on the gain, not the gap. So as you look backwards at your year or this first semester, don't just look at the gap. Don't say, ah, I wish we would have been farther with the, our literacy program. I wish we would have... Look at the things you did do. How many community partners did come in that didn't come in last year? How many of your teachers are thinking through project-based learning? How many of them are trying, working towards a student-centered classroom? Look at the gain, look at the highlights, and look at the people from last year. And then the second part I'd like you to do for reflection is a little less counterintuitive. I'm going to frame it a little bit differently and move it forward. What will you be grateful for at the end of the year? Come June, what is it that you're going to be grateful for? Who are the people that you'll be grateful for? What are the goals that you've set? What's it going to look like when those are achieved? And write those down in first person. Present tense. I am thankful that we've had three expos this second semester that brought in more community partners than we've ever seen. You can put a number to it if your goals have that. I'm thankful that 50% of my staff has implemented a high-quality PBL unit. I'm thankful for my PBL leadership team because they get it. They're excited about it. They're passionate and they want to learn. Write those things down. Write down a future gratitude entry. These are the people that you're going to be grateful for. I'm grateful that my science department had stepped up and is taking the flag of PBL and that science is leading the way. Now, that might not be true right now, right? But this is how you start to create to be true. When you write that down, you're going to go to your science department head and say, you know, I think you guys could be a leader in PBL. I think that you could take this flag. And you start that conversation. So what do you think that would look like for you guys to lead this work? And as you start to put these gratitude pieces out in front of you, they start to come to fruition. You start to look for those things. You say, oh, I think science might love this book or this community partner might be great for them. And you start to connect them. So you're going to look back at this first semester at the highlights. Where's the gain that you've seen? 
You're going to look specifically at the people in your life. And this might be school. It might be outside of school even. Like, who are the people that you're really grateful for? Where's your support system? Who are your mentors? Take a second to reach out to one of your mentors and just say, thank you. Thank you for investing in me. Thank you for this thought. It really propelled me farther. Right? And that's going to create gratefulness in you. You're going to be a grateful person, which you'll appreciate that identity. Other people will see you as grateful. And we tend to pour into those people that are grateful, don't we? So again, it's not a selfish thing, but this is a great way to reflect and add some action to your reflection. So write these things down, act on them. And then the second half is you're going to look forward, which is interesting. And it's kind of a twist. You're looking forward to reflect. What's it going to look like at the end of second semester? What are your wins going to be? What are your highlights going to be? Who are going to be the people in your life that you're going to thank? which might push you to reach out to a possible mentor. The way you do that is you just say, hey, Mrs. Smith, I see that you're an expert in this. I wonder if I could get an hour of your time for you to educate me on that and give me some more resources. Now, we're not trying to steal people's time. A lot of times those mentors are going to say, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Right? Because you reached out with an initiative. You reached out specifically for something that they have an expertise in and that they want to share. And you know what? If they say no, which I've had happen, I reached out to a mentor and said, hey, would you mentor me and do this? No, I don't really have time for that. And I took it incorrectly. I was like, ah, no. Like I did the thing. I reached out like I was supposed to and it didn't work. I'm never reaching out again to another mentor, which is ridiculous. I get told no all the time now. Like I've figured out like, that's fine. Didn't have time for that. No worries. It doesn't have anything to do with me and my value. I'm going to reach out to somebody else. But those things are important. You need to have people in your life that are surrounding you, supporting you. Even if it's once a quarter or once a year that you connect, have those people in your life and be grateful for them. And if they're not in your life, take this second half of reflection to say, who would I like to be grateful for come June? And start to bring them into your circle, bring them into your work. Again, even if it's not every week, right, or every day, it could be somebody you bring in once a quarter. And just say, hey, I really appreciate that work. Can we reflect on that? So, you'll start to build gratefulness into your future, which is just going to bring more encouragement, more hope to you. Hey, you are getting ready to launch a new semester. All beginnings are hopeful. Do not be afraid to relaunch the vision. Relaunch the vision. Even if you just launched it, even if you say it every day, your people want you to relaunch the vision. They want to know where you're going. They want to know how we're all going to get there, what their role is. We all want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. That includes your staff. They're doing great things in their in their classroom. They're encouragers. They're building kids up. They want to know that it's a part of a bigger vision. Get out there and tell them. Tell them again and again and again. They want to see that vision. You'll be encouraged by it because then you get to stay in your passion area, talk about vision, and then set up those goals, those systems to achieve those goals. All right. I hope you took that time out. Well, you've got to stop now and do that, right? Take the time, set the time, put it on your calendar. 20 minutes for gratitude time, for reflection. It's important. If you don't do it, your people aren't going to do it. So you need to sit down and do it. It's important for you as a leader. And as you do that, you'll engage your learners, tackle boredom, and transform your classrooms. 